Welcome to What Have You, featuring Rachel Jankovic and Rebecca Merkel. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. Before we get started, I wanted to make sure you knew that a featured guest of What Have You, Nancy Wilson, has a new podcast called Femina. Every Friday, Nancy shares a quick, Bible-saturated devotional that covers all matters of the Christian life. You can find the Femina podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. It's a blindingly beautiful snow-melting day. Yeah, just so bright. I think I'm just sitting in here out. and like are squinting. Yeah, yeah. And I broke my sunglasses, so... Mine are scuffed. Nothing's more aggravating than a scuffed <laughs> sunglass. Uh, Especially when it's one that you... It's a nice sunglass. Yeah. So you don't feel like it's time to just chuck it because it has a big Mine blur nice on one too, lens. And I, that's the thing is I usually don't spend more than an $8, you know, splash out for a pair of sunglasses because I'm guaranteed to sit on them. Like, mm, it will yeah. happen. These I managed to hold on to for like two years. And then I don't know what I did. They're broken. And they shatter in the corner. Oh, no. Mine are nice ones that I think Luke got them for me for Mother's Day. But they have these nose guards on them that were like built into the frame. So okay. they're not like the extra big nose yeah. pads. They're just like <laughs> a little, it was like sure. a little, maybe a silicone piece that fit on that part of the frame. Okay. And that came off. Which is oh. really weird, because I just have the plastic hitches. <laughs> like, But that doesn't hurt. But what it does do, because I guess it never makes contact with your nose, so it doesn't really matter. But it does snag my hair every time oh, I put them put in my up. hair. Yeah. So it, it they're not being my best my best sunglass now. No. They're being hard to work no. with. But Either I need way, them. We're so. both sitting here with a squint, giving ourselves wrinkles. All that, wrinkles. To, if we sound a little squinty, <laughs> that's why. That's exactly why. Yep. Yep, yep. So, what's new in the hood at your house? Um, just all the stuff that I'm supposed to be getting done with cleaning it. <laughs> that's my main, that's my main I have job. a real big announcement. Just that. I have some cupboards on the wall in my kitchen, Rachel. I don't think you're like being as gobsmacked. What? (laughs) Becca, you have cupboards on your wall. I have been caulking and everything and I still have to paint them so I don't have any plates in them yet, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you a weird thing. I might be too fancy for myself after I have a place to put my plates. That's good. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you a thing that I feel uncertain about. Okay. But nonetheless. So I'm in like a sourdough group. I It's my continuing ed in sourdough. I so just when you like say you're see, in a group, you're going to have to fa- flesh that It's on out. Facebook. It just means that what I see, if I just go look at posts where people say, what's wrong with this loaf? Oh, sure. And then you see and everyone say, people diagnose it. over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm just like, oh, interesting. Like, yeah. it's more like going through your flashcards from time yeah. to time on a yeah. subject. Well, one thing that I keep seeing coming up in there is sourdough chocolate chip cookies. And mm. I've had an aversion to the whole concept because... Yeah. 
A, I'm not a fanatic for chocolate chip cookies in the first place. But B, I already have successful chocolate chip but cookies see, that are great. Does that kind so of I feel like, like why why go on? But like this? why make brownies in a crock pot? We have a better well, way. Well, exactly. That is exactly. <laughs> or or when. Because whenever you get a new, I have an Instant Pot, which I think is brilliant for a dried bean and the occasional urgent frozen meat situation. But I don't need to make cheesecake. To make popcorn. Like making a cheesecake and it just seems like (laughs) being too extra. Like I I think it's just not, there. I cross some bridge where I'm no longer able to think about it. And crock pot like lasagna. Stuff yeah. like that. I'm just like, no, guys. Yeah. No. It didn't save the you The old anything. method works. Yeah. yeah. No. And this is how I have felt every time I see people talking about sourdough chocolate chip cookies. Is I'm like, I like sourdough as well as the next person. But I just don't think I need, like, sure. sourdough no. body butter, sourdough. <laughs> I just don't feel like I need that. <laughs> but anytime. And, but something about the most recent I time I saw it come up. Yeah. I was like, I yes, should I'll look at it. I have now. to look at it yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So then once I got looking at it, I started to be like, clearly I have to try this. Because <laughs> clearly this is just uh-huh. the thing I need to know. I might be knocking something before I've tried it. Yeah. Well, back up. This just did. They're amazing. They're oh, no, absolutely, really? unbelievably good. Turns out It right. does actually add something to the cookie that you didn't know you needed in a cookie. It really? makes it okay. so good, and right. it's different. It's like a real different thing, but mostly, I'm just saying that Sometimes I feel like out. I had a high level of resistance to this uh-huh. particular suggestion, yeah. and also I know I will do it again. Really? Yeah, they're really good. Okay, well. Really good, and... There you have and it. And it's, yeah, I'm like, well... Now you know. Now you know that that's one thing you can't knock. It's all that. Okay. Any particular kind or just in general, just put sourdough I in think your the, I think the recipe that I, well, if you just search sourdough chocolate chip cookies, I think that one comes up from like, I am a baker or something, something like that. Hmm. And I tried that and it turns out are, yes. Yes. Okay. They, they are not like, they're normal cookies. They're, they're. It's the egg and the baking soda that leavens the situation. It's the sourdough starter is for, like, flavor and texture. Okay. It keeps them moist much longer. Okay. Anyways, well, everybody, get on it and try be that. Be a prize. Tell me how much it changes your your chocolate chip cookie lifestyle. See, I, I'm not in a sourdough lifestyle. I'm so. not in a chocolate chip cookie lifestyle. So that's... I don't usually make cookies. Mm. So... For whatever reason, I broke the through that barrier. But I do, <laughs> I do have. If I'm making cookies for like some reason that we're having people over or something, yeah. I do have the the recipes I always use. So I don't, I didn't uh-huh. feel like this was a burning need in my life. Sure. But that's an example of sometimes you just got to keep doing new things because uh-huh. you. And it wasn't like having a gaping hole in my chocolate chip cookie life, but I did just improve it yeah. substantially without... Yeah. It's kind of weird. Anyways. Uh, big news from our big house. News. Big That's news. Big. That's yeah. important. Mm-hmm. We I have know. a bunch of questions. That's what I was looking up. Okay. Do you want to do right. that? Should we try to breeze through yeah. some of these? Ask some questions. Um. Hmm. Okay. 
well, I'm looking at this real briefly here to see if there's any themes in these. Okay, the theme I'm seeing is that I responded to each one of these messages with, good question, <laughs> I'll add it to the list. Uh, okay, let's see. Um, okay, I'm going to go back up here to the beginning. Okay, uh, have you talked about your children's faith in your show? How do you know when your children are saved? Our church only lets believers participate in communion, so how do we know when it's okay to let our children participate? Uh, we have talked to our pastors on this and know their perspectives. Just interested in yours, so... That's a that's a big can of worms that people yeah, have. But big we let's about. just let's just try to be fast in our quick. I would say the thing that I think of often in that how do you know when your children are saved is what mm-hmm. Dad says all the time about you don't have to know exactly when the sun came up to know that it's up. Like if you see fruit in their life, if they're in fellowship with yeah. you. They are in the joy of the Lord. They are they are thriving and mm-hmm. doing well. That that is a great. You don't have to know the moment that your young child yeah. was saved to know that they are actually that they have the spirit in their life and yeah. to see that fruit and to not be overly um, stressed about the exact moment well, or not be overly stressed about needing there to be a. a conversion in the same way that you would be converted. Well, like, like you don't need to a have... A college student who's right. saved radically out of, you know, yeah. atheism will know the moment yeah. when they submitted to something. But a child being raised in a Christian home who has known in one sense these things from the time they were born, they've, they've known this, that's much harder. It's a much more... Um, like, yeah. if you think you have to know the moment that they were really brought to their knees you you it might be you might really not out. see that for a long well, time and this is not a perfect metaphor because you could take the wrong application away because we do think every human must be converted it's you're not like you're not ones. you're not automatically in however um somebody who immigrates to america will know the moment they became an american much more clearly than somebody who just grew up as an american you know, like it's, it's just, yeah. it's a different kind of thing. If you come from very much outside I think what and you're you saying come is especially in. true because if you think of it in terms of something, you're right, it's an imperfect metaphor, but if you think of it sort of like patriotism, someone could be as fully American when they're five with no knowledge of anything, with no real knowledge of what that means. And as they grow, they could grow in their understanding and appreciation for what, where they are. The one difference is we're not trying to say, oh, you know, if you're born in a Christian home, then you're in. You don't have to worry about it. Don't bother being converted. It's That's not what we're saying. It's just that it's it's a very different kind of conversion. Do you know when you were, do you remember actually being converted? No. I remember that, I remember what I think was... Uh, amounting to, I think it was when I did the paperwork. 
but I know that I was already I remember that yeah. I was already a Christian in the sense that it wasn't like I just believed in God for the first time or yeah. I but I prayed the prayer and sealed I did the formalities and I remember that and it was because I was very um shocked that yeah. that I but we were also can you pause that for a second I can Rachel's just yeah, sorry. scheduling workmen to come to her house, so yeah, don't mind that. Yeah, these are the that. things I do while I podcast. <laughs> um, anyways, I think with having a bunch of kids in my own house, we have seen, like, consistently, children, you, you know, if you discipline, they're back in fellowship, they're in the joy of the Lord. We see that. We don't, we don't mark it down as something really official but with all of our children there has been some moment where we knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Holy Spirit had them because they needed to confess something that they couldn't live with anymore or their concern about something or the way that you actually just see the fruit in their life like having a kid being like I hate the kinds of thoughts I'm having about my sister when I think that I'm just thinking mean things and I don't want to think mean, you know, like where it's something they didn't need to come tell you this. They didn't need, but you can tell that they have the Holy Spirit. And I think that it's the kind of thing that does not profit for parents digging it up all the time to check if it's sprouting. Or, or to doubt it when they see it. I think that that's the, that's the one that I think is really bad is if, um, I mean, like with us, we've talked about discipline before, but from the time they were too little to talk, we would pray with them and ask God to forgive them for their sin. And then they would say amen or whatever. As soon as they could talk, yeah, they would pray. So if they are overtaken in a trespass, we would stop what we're doing and they would ask God to forgive them. And so the question is like, well, do you believe that he is forgiving them when they ask for it because if so then they have been being consistently forgiven this whole time so I think it would be real bad to especially if you're doing that if you're having them make things right if you're asking if you're telling them to pray and ask God to forgive them but then on the other hand you're you're doubting whether or not they're saved Mm-hmm. then you're just or like if you have a little kid mind. that says like i love jesus and you're like no you don't because you told me a lie the other yeah, day or because you're well, not you haven't believed think, in jesus yet think or whatever about if god held us to that kind of standard we're like we don't think of our own repeat sin as a sign that we're not saved like i mean right. so you're like well but also, One time I already had a bad attitude about this, so now I do again must be a sign that I don't know the and Lord. I do think when children are acting like they love Jesus and we are hesitant and say, well, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that you really know what you're, what you're about yet. I don't think that you really understand the bigger issues yet or whatever. I think that we are putting ourselves in that bad position of keeping the children from Christ. Yeah, it's pretty clear. And you don't want don't to do be it. that. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be the one that's and stepping it, in to also say no. The, and also, the fact that doubt, like, being riddled by doubt, being obsessed with yourself and your own religious performance and that kind of thing is a sin, mm-hmm. right? It is a sin, and yet many Christians are 
kind of urging their children into that sin. And that, I was going to say, you said, don't keep the little children for, you know, Jesus saying, let the little children come unto me. Whoa. Take up. <laughs> Let the little children come come unto me. But he also says, like, it would be better to have a millstone tied around your yeah. neck and you be thrown into the sea than to cause one of my little ones to to stumble. Stop. And if you have a little kid and like who's feeling their way around and barely growing in the faith, and you are trying to drive them into a life of intense doubt doubt and self-reflection and like thinking that if only I'd performed better then mom would think I'm a Christian like instead of I mean that's a that is a bad dealio (laughs) so but I think a big part of it is it's parents own anxiety about what's happening that's driving that and I've heard parents talking about like, if your kid wants to pray, don't let them pray the prayer too soon because what if it doesn't take? Yeah, and it's then terrible. there's so many layers of really weird terrible, in that because yeah. thinking that it has to be a moment when they pray the prayer is mm-hmm. the only way a person can be saved. Well, that is bad if you keep if you keep trying to launch that rocket and then deciding it hasn't happened, you do get yourself yeah. into a real tangle yeah of like not to mention just putting your kids in a weird space of imagine them feeling like well i thought i meant it but mom doesn't but mom doesn't think so i mean it and i i've told this story before but i was playing in the back of dad's yellow truck on the front of our house at east street and i was just suddenly seized (laughs) with a concern (laughs) that i was the only one in our family who was not a christian (laughs) and uh, it just came, I mean, I actually, I remember the feeling, you know what I mean? Like that it just came yeah. over me like, right. <gasps> what if I'm the one that isn't, yeah. you know, what if they all know the truth and I and don't I'm really know it and I'm the, the one, one the I'm sheep. the one that's not getting let in through the pearly gates and, <laughs> and whatever this affliction came on me and it came on me as I'm in the back of the truck and I was miserable enough about it in that moment that I got out and went and found mom to ask her, <laughs> how do I know? Like, what if I'm not a Christian? Yeah. Or, or I think it may have also been involved with, uh, where I was, had decided that the, I was sharing with mom, my great tips for speed prayer that, <laughs> that would like cover all the bases where you just kind of like, if I did anything, forgive it kind of make sure I'm a Christian. Something weird I was doing spiritually. But I remember going into the kitchen and mom's doing something. I'm like, what do I, mom, like, what if I'm not a Christian? And I just remember her looking at me and she like laughed and she said, Rachel, we know you're a Christian. Like we see the fruit. And the thing is, is that that moment was the last time I can remember ever actually doubting right. my salvation. Right. Now, could I have had a trajectory with this weird religious impulse in my <laughs> life? Could mom have done something yeah. that would have actually fanned that little weird fear yeah. seizure into a great brouhaha that would be with me today? Yes. You know, yeah. like we could have done that. Yeah. But praise the Lord, he gave her the right words at that time to just kind of be like, right. Rachel, stop. Don't do that. We see it. Anyways, that's, I think that that is hard for people who want to document 
all of the moments. But yeah. Jesus tells us that you will know them by their fruit. Like, you know them by that. So, if you have a child, like, the only time I would be willing to say that a kid being raised in a Christian home is, like, from the get-go being raised in a Christian home, that I would say, yeah, you would need to actually see evidence of them loving darkness Right, like hating the light, like to to actually be like, I don't believe you know Jesus. Right, you would have to see the actual well, the fruit the is, other way. You should be introducing them to Jesus every day of their little life, and so if you think they don't know Jesus, then well, where... as my kids said, <laughs> my kids were like, well, if your three year old is not a believer. You've fallen down on your job. And, and, and I know that that's funny, except for to say that your toddler is an unbeliever is like, you, we all know that you can make any toddler believe in the tooth fairy or in Santa Claus or in any number of, uh, like, they're not actually at the hardened skeptic phase. So if you have... <laughs> led a toddler into unbelief. Yeah. That's what, like, if a toddler is there, you did that. Like, that's <laughs> a thing that you. No, that's not to say because obviously we're born in sin. We're born with a tendency to rebel from the tiniest little. Oh yeah, you know. So yes, there's all of that. It's not like you're saying. No, we're born. No, in we're not the born saved. And then you have to get out. No. I don't think we are, but at the same time, I think. You can, your kids learn to speak English because, because you're you speaking them. English and you taught it to them. And, and if they believe in the tooth fairy or in Santa Claus because you taught it to them, but they don't believe in Jesus, then that is most definitely something you but taught them. You, But you taught them that by thinking it had to be some other kind of an yeah. experience that they were yes. having and you yourself looking for it and not finding it. And, and Well, I think it's a problem because people... Um, they want a kid growing up in a Christian home to have that. Like, well, imagine that you have somebody who's who's desperate to get to America from whatever, you know, I don't know. Let's let's say communist China and they're disillusioned and they want to move mm -hmm. to the land of the free or whatever. That's a they see it from afar. They want yeah. it and they want to come and they want to get it. The problem is, is when parents have their little three-year-old and they want to have in miniature that same experience of I've, I'm disillusioned right. with my life of sin and I want the happiness that right, you but have. Hopefully you never turned them over to the darkness either in <laughs> right. their youth. And so the, it's just the thing is, is if you grow up in America, then you, you are going to have a different relationship with it than the person who didn't. Yes. And if you grew up in a Christian home, your conversion is going to be a very different story, God willing. I mean, if everything's functioning the way it should, you're going to have if a boring testimony. the mechanism that God tells us to bring up our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, if, if we're doing that, one of the things that we're having is children who have been nurtured and admonished in the <laughs> Lord. Like, and brought up and, in it. And so because they've been brought up in that, they're not, they're not hating it. They're not rebelling yeah. against it. What they are doing is constantly growing into a fuller understanding of what they're being brought up 
in. So you should be seeing growth. You should be seeing spiritual, you know, like things happening. You should be seeing fruit. You just aren't, it's not a revolution. It's not, it's not like, it's going to be just, it's it's not like, oh my goodness. We never saw that coming, (laughs) that there's spiritual fruit in our five-year-old who we've been faithfully praying with and disciplining and taking to church and teaching about Jesus. So then when it happens, when you see something when they're five, it's not like apropos of nothing. This child just had an outbreak spiritually. Like, it's actually a different... And the whole, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord... That is a statement of great faith, but I think a lot of Christians now treat it like, as for me and my house, we're all going to do our own thing and we're going to just hope for the best and I can't speak on behalf of my children. It's just, as for me, and then what does my house mean? My house doesn't mean the household. It means... What? I don't know. Me and my quiet time, As I'm going to do it. me, I will serve the Lord. Can't rightly say what my family's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, okay, somebody said once to me about, uh, because obviously Becca and I are both, we are covenantal, but we have a great deal in common with with people who are just faithfully shepherding their kids who are like right on the other side of the baptism question, but that they're faithfully shepherding well, their children. We're paid a Baptist. We're paid a Baptist. But there's a lot of Baptists that we yeah, yeah. yeah. That there's a lot of Baptists that we share a lot of common ground with. So I don't want to make this seem like this is an exclusive. Well, we were Baptists when mom and we dad were, raised us and we were they raised Baptists, us yeah. They raised us like this except for minus the baptism part. Yeah, we did the dedications, which we say the baptisms are sort of a wet dedication. <laughs> you know, you it's anyways, but the reason I'm saying this is we do baptize our children when they're born, but we don't I don't think that this is exclusive to the baptism question is what I'm, I'm just trying to put that yeah. out there. We would say it's consistent with the baptism question, but there's plenty right. of Baptists who so raise their children like this. On the Pado Baptist, the ditch you don't want to fall in on the Pado Baptist side is to baptize your baby and then phone in the rest of the job just like you did it. Like it's all. been done, and the only thing that needs to be done is that we baptized them. Yeah. So it's all because that would be a that more, was super presumptuous. That's like it's, a Catholic approach to yeah, what baptism super is. Super not okay. So we're that's on our own side. That's a thing we're really opposed to. On the Baptist side, the other extreme ditch is this ditch of sort of like well. When our four-year-old decides to serve the Lord, then... And maybe he will and maybe He We won't. don't know. We can never say, you know, whatever. And one of the and things... And we'll doubt his story until we think it, he's old enough to really yeah, understand and the then, issues. And then one of the things that has come up, somebody said to me, essentially, how could I ever discipline my child for any sins of, like anything basically they said how could i discipline a child because he does not have the holy spirit so the holy spirit is not equipping him to obey so i cannot require obedience of him because god is not is not good getting it done Heavens. yeah so that's the ditch that's the ditch y'all should not get into on that no. side but the the thing that i did bring up in that context is if you're saying I can't discipline a child who doesn't have the Holy Spirit because without the Holy Spirit, they can't obey. This is my question. Let's just forget about whether or not the child is a Christian. Are you? 
And if if you are a Christian, then you have the Holy Spirit, and your obedience means expecting obedience of your children. Right. Your Which obedience God to God. To, to yeah. Do. Let's forget about whether or not the Holy Spirit's equipping the child <laughs> to have a good attitude. Is He equipping you to faithfully discipline your children? And the right. answer is, if you have the Holy Spirit, then yes. Right? Yeah. If you are a Christian, then God is requiring that of you. So, I th- and I think that that's a really odd sort of loophole to be trying to take that is like, well... Well, it's what it is, is it's taking a doctrinal position and using it as a shield to get you out of obedience. Because I yeah. do remember a friend once <clears throat> uh, who is in the middle of going apostate said, well... Calvinism, though, means that if I'm not predestined, then there's nothing I can do. So <laughs> basically, I I am not elect. And how there's does it, how does it feel in your big loophole? There's that nothing I can do because God predestines those whom He wills. Yeah, and those whom He wills, He hardens, and I guess I'm hardened. So stop talking to me now about yeah. it. And that is a person who doesn't understand the doctrine. And is using it as just a little, you know, here's my my get out of jail free card that I'm playing. Or get into jail free card. This is my Uh, go to hell for free card. Yeah, I think, so in that whole, in that kind of weird where you're like, I can't expect my children to behave decently because God has not equipped them. I actually, I I feel like this goes hand in hand with the whole thing that. It's, we've talked about it a number of times. People minding us saying that Christians ought to obey. Because if you say Christians ought to obey, yeah. they're like, well, but if the Holy Spirit didn't make you obey, then you can't tell people you're putting them in bondage. And yeah. you're like, what? Like, yeah. this is weird. But you really don't want to raise your children with that kind of tricksy footwork no. going on. But, you know, okay, so this is this is another weird. I haven't flushed this thought out, so... I may come to the end of this. When I come to the end of this, I might say, well, never you mind what I was just (laughs) saying there. But here's the thing. Um, The whole trans project that we're all having to witness right now. Somebody's just telling me the other day about seeing some singer or other who said that um, gender reveal parties are transphobic and hateful because you are assuming about the child. You know, like you're saying it's a boy and the child's not old enough to know. How dares you? But here's the thing. There's some Christian parents that behave just like that. Totally. Of like, you don't say don't they're a Christian. Assume they're a Christian. Mm-hmm. They don't know enough. They haven't decided yet. They don't know if they're a boy. They it's don't like, know. And actually, it reminds me a lot of, um, like, I just think, would you ever set the table for dinner? And they'd be like, well, John, Elizabeth, have you decided to join our family yet or not? <laughs> I mean, like, you don't, there are things that aren't up for grabs every day. Like, they're not, it's not like you're saying, have you chosen to be my daughter today? Right. Have you thought have through, you, are you a boy yet? Or, or are you just going still with on the, the flow? Fence. Are you just yeah. going with the flow and thinking you're my child because you're in my house and I'm right. feeding you and right. caring for you? Because maybe that's the problem here. Maybe you just think you, uh... Maybe you just think you're one of us, but you're not exactly. really. That's like really psycho. And like rude. really psychological. And wrong and evil. Go ahead and pause okay. it for me Workman for a minute. Here. Workman has arrived. So 
I have no idea where we were, but Rachel we just came just back. We were just sort of really, guys, I've settled in the repairman. <laughs> and she brought me a sourdough chocolate And I brought one of the sourdough cookie. cookies out just for Becca to check that it Which is. Which I'm checking. It is, in fact, a unique cookie experience. She's not wrong. It's puffy and soft and really good. It is really good. Mm-hmm. I found it to be a surprise. Yeah. It's It's a textural really uniqueness. Yeah, it is. Plus, I think that that's a cookie that I baked yesterday. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? That that mm-hmm. is a that is a longer. Yes, it is. All right. So now update. I think we just flashed out of an intense discussion of mm-hmm. the faith of your children into back to cookies, back mm-hmm. to whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, do how many minutes do you have still to go here? Like how much time do I have left? Yeah. I think should we move on to tips? Since I we think we should, because to be honest, okay. I have to go do a. Lacrosse coach yeah. run. Okay, so we are. That we was are, mysterious sounding, but anyway. She has to take someone to coach lacrosse. Okay, but I'm coming. I'm coming in with something we meant to say in a tip. Hot tip: If you're looking to move to Moscow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which many people have been, yes. we like that plan. Uh, friends of ours who have a construction company have two positions opened. Uh, an experienced carpenter and a lead carpenter. If you want to know more, you can find detailed job descriptions at eleyconstruction.com. So E-A-L-Y construction.com. And they have information there. You can follow the directions on their website under the We're Hiring section on their website. But they're looking for... We're just... I like that we're just throwing out the ads... Left and right for move Just to that our way. town. Move to our town, if guys. If you want to move to our town, we had great success with the last with mm-hmm. our last hot tip position filled with a well qualified <laughs> candidate. We're going to start to think this is our job. Mm-hmm. This job placement. I know. I'm still enjoying this cookie. Right it's now. really good, isn't it? It's a really good cookie. And it's a, and it's it brings something new to the cookie experience mm-hmm. that I didn't feel like was as weird as some, mm-hmm. you know, like that like. Like, that now we're going to make chocolate chip cookies, but putting crunched up pretzels in it or something. Yeah. Like, I'm just never yeah. really that entranced. Mm-mm. But that, I felt mm-hmm. like, did bring something. It did. Yeah. It did. So, well, mm-hmm. do you have any other tips other than make the cookies from, I am a baker? Try that. I'm a baker. I am baker. Try that. Try not um, sowing seeds of doubt in your children. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm just going to say something. Don't just occurs to me. seeds of doubt in yourself either. I was going to say, there's actually, I would be willing to bet you, a huge swath of our listeners whose own doubts and fears and worries in your spiritual life are a result of being raised that way with that kind of um, examination put on it mm-hmm. often. And so, like, where, where do things like incredibly self-righteous, works righteousness sorts of people come from? It comes from less faith and more measurements to see yeah. if you've arrived, you well, know? And one of the things I know that dad would say that I found comforting is, well, let's say that you're doubting your own salvation. And let's say you're doubting it because you know of your deep sin. love of the darkness, your deep love of sin. You know that you've been lying to everyone. You know that your heart hates God. Let's say all of those. And so you're like... I wonder if I'm saved. Well, that's a legitimate question, and you really ought to take some notes. Take a check. Like, get a little look-see at the data. If you are worrying, if you're sitting there going, 
but what if I'm not sincere? Like, I think I love God, but what if I'm, what if I, what if I'm a hypocrite? What if I'm a hypocrite? What if I don't really understand what if I'm what it means to love God? in shallow soil and I'm going yeah. to fall away? And so dad's point is that people who worry about that are not the people who are doing that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else, which I think is equally important, which is that there's a huge difference between, uh, questions which have an answer and a doubt which is unanswerable a question would say you know am i living as becomes a follower of christ that's a question with an answer and and the answer would provide steps forward well okay but a doubt would be what if i'm not really a christian and there is no answer to a doubt no but what if you are also, what if you are? I mean, the people who hate God are not actually in a big stress out about whether they love him or not. Like, that's not... It's not one of the things they do. It's not it's one of the of activities. Like when um, my kids hit junior high and they get all the, all the stern warnings about um, plagiarism. And they're like, but what What if you, like, accidentally wrote what, a what sentence? What if you have the same name but, as someone else? But, you... like, what if you wrote a sentence that turned out was exactly the same ah! sentence? And the thing is, is that's actually just not a lot the... more impossible than it seems like it is. Like, you don't yeah. sit down to write a sentence and it turns out to be the same sentence from a Wikipedia article that you never looked at. You yeah. don't. It's and, not And it's if not that did happen... That'd be weird, but like <laughs> it would be also meaningless because but, it would not be plagiarism. It, yeah, but that's the thing is that if you sit there going, "But what if, what if really I am a Pharisee and I just can't?" It's like, no, no, you're not. It's like it's like maybe if, if you're worried that you're going to hell because you know how many lies you tell on a daily basis. Well, it's sort of like, say you're stressing out about how do I know if I don't clean the bathroom often enough? (laughs) What if I don't? And you think that's not how people who need a little shot of the old go clean your bathroom for once, would you? Are not actually worried about that. They're not the ones who are like, have I Clorox wiped this often enough? Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, don't allow that kind of weird panicky stuff in yourself. And... Trust God and don't trust in your ability to trust totally. God. Totally. And, and trust, like, if you think you were raised that way, such that your own spiritual life is an incredible introspective worry fest, like, if that's what it is, then ask the Lord to show you steps, like, outside of yourself. Like, let me look elsewhere. Like, like grow my confidence in yeah. God, not yeah. in my spiritual feelings. I don't know if I... I is, think I told this story before, but when we lived on Harrison Street, back in more of my early spiritual life mm-hmm. uh, weirds, I was a little older than on Harrison Street, um, I was in one bedroom upstairs. And I was really godly at that time. I was, like, reading my Bible. The sun was nice in my room. My room was clean. Things felt like I was on it. Things were working well for me. Probably I was getting good grades at that time and not having any personal conflicts. Like, it was just a time where my my walk was good while I was in that bedroom. Events arose, and I relocated to a different bedroom. And things were fine, and then there was a time where things were starting to not feel as great. And I actually remember thinking I just needed to get back to the other bedroom. Like, the the (laughs) thing that needed to get done was for me to get back to that bedroom. For many people, 
they that kind of a weird thing haunts their Christian life. Like yeah. they remember some time where they were journaling, where they were overwhelmed yeah. with the glory of God. And they're like, why am I not having yeah. that experience right now? Mm-hmm. And the reality is because your life goes through a lot of different yeah. phases yeah. and faithfulness in one phase does not look like faithfulness and in another. And the thing is, is that if you're worried about your salvation, just know that if it was up to you to keep track of, you'd have lost it by now. It's not up to you. It's it's, it's like Christ one of the, it's won't one of the lose best, you. One of the best news is yeah. that you can't lose it. You can't lose Christ. Well, you could if it if was up it to was you. If it was up to you, we would have lost our salvation <laughs> all the time. But luckily, it's it's but Jesus. The question and he doesn't is, lose us. He doesn't lose you. He's not going to lose you. If you are his, there you are. But I have to go because I have to pick up my yeah. husband and take All right. him to lacrosse. So that was a All right. scatter shot of the time. Make the cookies. Do it. Sign your husband up for a new job as a carpenter. <laughs> and stop sowing seeds of doubt in your children's life. Exactly. There we go. Perfecto. <laughs> Until next time. Bye. Bye-bye.